All right, world, we are back at it again. You are in it with Dunlaps again. I am your co-host, Deontay. And I'm Shakima. And we are the Dunlaps. We are the Dunlaps. We are back at the same time like we promised last time, and we're going to continue to make this promise. We're going to continue to meet this promise every week. You know what I'm saying? God yeah. will. Yeah. Thank y'all for joining. Got some, uh, inclement weather today. Yeah, snowed in. Um, I, I guess in. you can't call it snow. It's yeah. iced in. Yeah, like we iced know. in here in the yeah. uh, Austin area. Yeah, but as I see out there on the road, apparently Dallas got some good snow. I hope y'all up there keeping warm. Yeah, y'all got yeah. the good stuff. Yeah, but I know in other parts of the country, they they spent they experiencing some real sub zero weather. So, mm-hmm. well, we're gonna just chill with our thirties <laughs> and it. mind our business. Um. All right, my love, and our newly set tradition, typical behavior, typical typical um, flow of our of our podcast. Um, you want to tell us about today in social justice history? Yeah. So um, let's see what we're gonna talk about today. You know, my mouth just died, right? No. That's the yeah. That's the only thing about the rechargeable mouse. It's like it's dead, and where is the cord to recharge it? Yep. So let, we won't have to make this work. So the teacher in me tells me to just let y'all know it's we coming. Okay. We coming. Let me pull up my little stuff over here. And um just while we're waiting on me to get myself together over here, part of what we're doing today um is just talking about, you know, things that make you say, I know you lying. Like how did how did that happen? How did we get like, here? What? And so yeah, and so we just figured like today we're just gonna take some time and just talk to you about, you know, all of the things that you know make us make us say that. So I will share, um, I will share what happened yesterday while we get today's up and running. And yesterday was the anniversary of the house bombing of um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Yeah, so they bombed his house um, in Montgomery on January 30th, 1956. And so I just thought that we would, um, you know, talk about that because we are heading into Black History Month and we're going to start seeing all the My Friend Martin, you know, stuff going on with the kids learning about him and Rosa Parks in school. And that'll be the only thing that they're learning about for the next 20 something days. And so I just thought that we would, um, you know, discuss that at the same time. Babe, while I'm pulling this up, can you go ahead and do your technology? Oh, I can. Thank you. Gladly. I got I got a few of them. It's some, uh, some interesting ones. Okay. All right. Um, this day in 1958, that's January 31st, 1958, Explorer 1 is launched, which becomes the first American satellite to successfully make orbit. I think that's an awesome one. You know, one of the our debut into well, now I wouldn't call it a debut, but one of our um, first satellite American satellites that successfully made orbit. I thought, I think that's a really cool um, mm-hmm. and awesome moment in time. Um, another space, um, another space accomplishment um, on this day in 1961, uh, 50 years ago today, Ham the Chimp travels into outer space aboard Mercury Redstone Two. Ham. Okay. Who, um, who was named this only after he survived the flight, was the first ape to fly into space. Wait a minute. Nope. So he didn't have a... He didn't have back? a name. Yeah, he didn't have a name until after he came Because they didn't want to get attached to him in case he didn't come back. I mean... That's awful. Yeah. 
Note that apes include chimpanzees, gorillas, and humans, but not monkeys. So he was not a monkey. Um, he was a chimpanzee. So he was um he would he travels into outer space among on the Mercury Redstone. He's the first ape to fly into space. Okay. Interesting. Okay, ham. All right. Let's go ham. Going ham on. I guess that put a whole oh, definition you know on what? going uh, ham. Uh, I know you lying. I'm gonna take that one and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it into something. <laughs> if you know, right. you know. If you know, so, you know. I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. All right. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's see, January 31st, 2005. So this wasn't that far. This wasn't that long ago. Okay. All right. SBC announced that it will purchase AT&T Corp for more than $16 billion. This completed maybe the long and sordid tale of the old AT&T company after their breakup in 1984. SBC, one of the original baby bells, renamed itself AT&T after the merger, confusing nearly everyone in the world as to which company at the which as to which company was which anymore. Wow. All right. That's interesting. I forgot about the little baby bells. Bell yeah. South and Oh man. Um Bell South and Bell. I think it was Southern Bell and Southern Bell. Was there one called Bell Atlantic or something like that? Oh, yeah, I think it was I a Bell like Atlantic. It. I, I, b- I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. I'm not let me see what um while you get ready. Let me see what SBC is. I should have did it before. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's probably some big um utility conglomerate or something. So um, today in history of racial justice or injustice, depending on how you want to view it, on January 31st, 1964, the night before he was set to move to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Lewis Allen was ambushed outside his property in Liberty, Mississippi, and shot twice in the face with a shotgun. He died almost instantly. Mr. Allen was the victim of racially motivated violence in a system where he was offered no protection by the rule of law. Several years before, in September 1961, a local white state legislator named E.H. Hurst had shot and killed Herbert Lee in Amity County, Mississippi, um, cotton gin. In, oh, wait, he killed him in an Amity, Mississippi cotton gin in front of several eyewitnesses. Mr. Lee was a member of the Amity County, Mississippi NAACP and worked with Bob Moses of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, on a voter registration drive. Mr. Allen witnessed the murder and was initially coerced into saying that Mr. Hurst killed Mr. Lee in self-defense. He later recanted and told the FBI that Mr. Hurst had shot Mr. Lee for registering Black voters. Knowing the considerable risk of violence that came with speaking out against racial violence in Mississippi, Mr. Allen told federal authorities that he would need protection in order to cooperate with the investigation. The FBI refused to provide protection, and Mr. Allen did not testify against Mr. Hurst, but news still spread in the local community that Mr. Allen had spoken with federal investigators. Beginning in 1962, Mr. Allen was targeted for harassment and violence. Local white residents cut off the business to his logging company. He was jailed on false charges, and on one occasion, Sheriff Daniel Jones broke Lewis Allen's jaw with a flashlight. The son of a high-ranking local Klansman, Sheriff Jones, was also suspected to be a member of the KKK. Lewis Allen filed complaints and testified before a federal grand jury regarding the abuse he suffered at the hands of Sheriff Jones, but his claims were dismissed. By 1964, Mr. Allen had resigned himself to leaving Mississippi for his own safety. After Mr. Allen was murdered, Sheriff Daniel Jones was the main suspect. Sheriff Jones later told Mr. Allen's widow if Lewis had just shut his mouth, he wouldn't be laying there on the ground. 
no one was ever charged or convicted of the murder of Lewis Allen. And that was Today in History, January 31st, 1964. Man, you got to laugh and keep from crying, man. It's just history is a mug, man, especially when it comes down to, you know, particularly, you know, um, being of, um, you know, color in this particular country. So, black. Let's say black. Yeah, being Let's black, black in this country. Because even people, everybody of color doesn't have the same experience. Okay. There are Let's similarities. But yeah. even those people of color are still anti-black. Right. So let's yeah. just say, let's say black when we really mean it and not that BIPOC stuff. Because even people who are considered BIPOC are still anti-black. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's the, the sentiment anti-blackness. So got to call it out. And, and just, you know, on that conversation, you know, I, I wanted to talk about... Um, this documentary that I saw last night and you kind of saw it you're at the back of your eyelids you were there in spirit yes right I was listening yeah your spirit heard it um this documentary was so disturbing so this was on PBS this was Mm -hmm. one of you know PBS is my best friend and this documentary was called the picture taker so people tend to think that when we talk about racism or when we talk about anti-blackness, that it has to be, you know, some white supremacist committing these acts against other black people, right? right. Anti-blackness means that like every, like even black people are anti-black. Yeah. Just because of the experience that we've had in colonialism, like this situation, there are black people who hate themselves, right? And yeah. so if they hate themselves because of what they've been taught about Black people, then they're not going to see me as somebody they should love either, right? They can be equally anti-Black towards me. And, you know, we saw that in that police killing, yeah. right? Of Tyree, I mean, in, in Memphis, right? Nope, it's Memphis. And so this documentary was about the picture taker. It took place in Memphis. I do remember that much about it. During the civil rights movement, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this man who was a photographer. His name was Ernest Withers. He was responsible for nearly 2 million images that were the treasure record of Black history, right? So he photo like all those pictures that we see of Martin Luther King, like that famous shot of the Lorraine Motel where everybody's like pointing out into the distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he was the movement photographer. Black Panthers. We learned about the invaders. Like, well, I... I and your spirit learned about the invaders that were in Memphis. I had never heard of them, right? So right. Like they were their own brand of like social movement. So they weren't the Black Panthers. I had never heard of them. So if you're hearing me, right? Like if, you, if you're listening under the sound of my voice, please go do some research on the invaders and find out who they were and what their legacy is. So anyway, so this, this man, Ernest Withers, was actually taking photos you know, and it was like documenting American history for us, right? The citizens, but then this joker was an informant. Right. He was an informant and the FBI and the CIA were paying him for these, they were paying him for the photographs. And so ultimately, you know, he didn't, what he didn't realize is that like 
there's always more than one sellout. There's always more than one. And so I think, you know, he didn't he didn't initially believe that the photographs and the information that he was giving them would be used to like assassinate Dr. King. But it was what he gave combined with what the other black informants gave that set up the assassination. Right. And I just want people to understand that, you know, when when black people say that, you know, like this experience that we have is like the most traumatic thing you could possibly ever go through. We don't have to be afraid of just white people. Right. We have to be afraid of the black people who are still brainwashed by white people. We have to be afraid of the black people who want to be white people. That's what colonization does to your mind, right? You will hate yourself so much that you will turn on anybody who looks like you mm-hmm. just for the chance, just for the chance to just get a little piece of that American pie. That is what got Nat Turner. Like, it's like, it's always somebody inside the camp. When we say anti-blackness, that's what we mean. That like, it's, it's so much self-loathing that your own people can't even be trusted. Yep. Yeah. So y'all that's go the watch thing. that it's, documentary. The and that's the thing people. that is that that self-hate can be so pervasive, you know. Um, you can sometimes it's undetectable. Um, sometimes it's 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 hidden in a way that you don't know until it's over, you know, and um and, and it doesn't, it's not always apparent, it's not always clear until you find out someone's motivations, you find out what they set to gain from it. And that's always the question. What are you doing is what do you have to gain? Yeah. You know, and it's it is it's it's a it's a raw deal. You know, it's 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 ugly, you know, when 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 you can be, you know, tempted, you know, to, you know, to betray a whole movement. You know, when people are, you know, trusting in you and confiding in you and, you know, you you know you're just you know smiling in the face but at the same time you slide in that 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 blade in between that second and third rib you know um and then a lot of times you don't know until the 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 person the other person don't know until it's too late you know that's just just the and, and how it just the the covert the covert combat that's what it is you know, these are strategic tactics to, you know, to undermine and to, you know, and to, and to break apart. You know, these are, these are war tactics. These aren't just, that's it. It's a psyop. You know, mm-hmm. these aren't just, you know, these are, you know, when you look at, you know, the way, you know, countries are destabilized and, 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 and political groups are destabilized, you know, these are some of the same tactics. It's just, you know, you, you plant, you know, you plant that mold and that mold, you know, you know, but then it also creates a, and then it's almost like the, the mold gets exposed on purpose, you know, to, 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 to generate a distrust, to, to they generate you at the end. Yeah. And, and to create dissentment, you know, mm-hmm. it, it creates that trust. It's like, okay, if you here, then who else is here, you that's know, it. and it's that divide and conquer, you know, there's power in numbers, but when you separate it, you know, you easy to pick off, you know, that's why, you know, every, you know, every, you know, nature shows that, you know, that's why there's herds, you know, and, you know, generally speaking, predators roam alone, you know, it's a, you know, that's why, you know, when Pete, that's why, you know, I stopped glorifying the lone wolf, you know, while it sounds encouraging and like strong and stoic, you got to ask yourself, okay, you know, 
why that lone wolf sounds strong and powerful, you know, what's behind that, you know, what, what, you know, if power is in numbers, you know, what separated you from your pack, you know, what separated you from the group that at one point in time, I'm sure supported you, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that built you up to who you are, you know, why, you know, what separated you from, from that tribe, from that clan, from, from that, you know, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a tragic, but fascinating, you know, um, perspective of, 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 of the human experience, you know, to be that, you know, like what motivates you to, you know, um, you know, cause we, you know, some of, you know, it's like, we, we, we like to, you know, some of us pride ourselves on being loners, you know, but then it's like, you know, but then you learn that some people are, you know, loners for a specific purpose, you know, um, and, and they're easily, apparently easily swayed, you know, so. Yeah. <sighs> and this man had this, this, when we're talking about the picture taker, um, he had a family. They didn't even know what he was doing. Like they didn't even know, like he was just, you know, they knew that he was making money, but they didn't, they didn't know, you know, exactly what he was doing. And, um, I just think if you live a life where you have to hide everything about yourself, that's probably your first sign that you're not supposed to be doing it. Right. Like that's probably your first cue that that's the wrong thing for you to do. When you can't even tell the person that you sleep in the bed with every night, like that to me, that's, that's a, that's a clear indication that you are venturing into something that you have no business partaking in. And then, you know, on the other side too, you know, the, you know, I, I, like I said, I didn't get to, to, I didn't get to, to watch it in, as in depth as you, you know, but it, it always, you know, makes me wonder what was that, the, the person who, you know, what were they told? What, what, what bill of goods were they sold? You know, um, you know, everybody, you know, wants to be a hero. Was this person, you know, being you know told they they'd be a hero if they did this or they'd be serving this grand great purpose and they just catered to this person's ego and we all know that ego will lead us to do some really unsavory things you know Mm -hmm. for our own sake you know especially if it it stands in our minds to make us look good or, or to make us to be um even useful or you know we if we think that we're being a part of something you know, yeah. something good, you know, and if we get convinced that, you know, um, what we're doing is for the good and, you know, I, you know, it's like, I wonder how far was that person led astray or if that person was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be, the, you know, or he, or he was the person that said, Hey, look, you know, I got the, you know, I'm offering my services. So it really just, you know, boggles the mind is like, did this person sign up for this? Were they coerced into this? Were they blackmailed? Were they, you know, it's it's so loaded and complicated, but because it, it's like, how do you? I don't want to know, but it's like, you know, it's just to end up in that position. You know, um, it just boggles the mind. You know, but we know how power works. You know, and 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 absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if somebody is offering you your wildest dreams or, you know, your worst nightmares, you know, it's like, you know, what do you do? You know, but then again, if you're if again, if you're if you have anti-blackness built into your psyche and you despise anything that looks like you, you might sign up for something like that. You might 
you know, you might, you know, figure that is, you know, you rather, you know, do that than, than, than to support it. So it's, it's, there's so many questions to ask, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many angles to take. It's, oh man, it, it, it boggles my mind. If you go from the top to the, to, from one extreme to the next, it's just, you know, um, reminds me of that conversation that we watched with um baba dick gregory he was talking about how they always find some dirt on you they find some dirt on you and then it's like whatever dirt they find on you so it could be like anything with like you cheating on your spouse or you being some kind of sexual deviant whatever they you know call that or you know just something that might ruin your reputation they do this digging on you right and then once they find something on you then they use that to get you to do you know their bidding and so obviously you know if you're going to do this with them then there's this expectation if i'm if i'm gonna participate y'all gotta pay me right right but so it makes me wonder like these people who participate in this stuff do they have dirt on them yeah and that's what i was saying like like, do they have some own the people like it just i don't know and to your point about people being convinced that they're doing some greater good you know, right. I was just thinking about, you know, the other part of that conversation where, uh, you know, Baba Gregory was talking about Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, honestly, I'm like, dang, I was convinced that like I was doing the right thing, like supporting the man. You know what I'm saying? I, I had no, but it just tells you how big of a psyop they run right. on everybody because you really did. It wasn't that he was, I mean he wasn't any worse than anybody else but at the same time i was convinced that he could at least be decent you know what i'm saying and it's just like ah woo you yeah, know he, i know you lying like i yeah. i, I th- th- when i heard those things i was just like i yeah it was just kind of anything worth believing in yeah, it makes it hard it makes you question everything you know it makes you make you question everything and everybody you know um because I, I was, re- I, you know, was under the impression that he was, he was, you know, for the people, about the people and, you know, and turns out, you know. And we don't have, you know, we don't have proof. I'm just saying like Dick Gregory probably got it on good. He, he got a pretty good track record I mean, with the government and so on and so forth. So God bless the dead. But uh, yeah, this been, this been a, a I Since our last lying. episode is right. Since our last episode has been a lot of eye-opening yeah. activities some, taking place around Casa Dunlap. Dunlap been man. Some interesting, been some interesting, interesting days, um, to say the least, you know. Interesting. I don't regret them. No, no, no. I don't mean interesting and in, I don't mean interesting in bad. I mean interesting and in, there's always something, whether it be on one end or the other. It's some always something going on. So I'll say this. Um, I want to talk about, let's talk about something funny. What's like, well. Is it funny? No. (laughs) Maybe not. I want to talk about, because, you know, both of us are from back home. The A. Yes, indeed. And we're the originals, right? Like we were born there. So it's hard to find people who are in Atlanta now that are from like, you know, graded babies, Crawford Long babies. Yeah. Born and bred. babies, George Baptist. Born in the city, heart South of the Fulton. city. <laughs> it's hard to find those people. Right. And so um, I was reading this New York Times article today that was talking about how, you know, over 200,000 Black people in the past decade have migrated from New York City to the South. 
mostly children and teenagers. And they were looking at data from like the school systems, um, you know, like enrollment data. And they were just talking about, you know, how 19% of the black children in New York City have left. Mm. That's going to shift some stuff. Yeah. You know, and I, and I say that because I remember everybody, you know, coming to Atlanta and being like, oh, y'all backwards, y'all this, y'all that. You know how it goes. Oh, you're yeah. Gonna, you're not going to leave. You're just going to. And then we say, well, why don't you go back home? And they'll say, well, because the cost of living here is cheaper. Right. I remember so that. That's what the article was talking about, you know, about how people are saying that the cost of living in Atlanta is or in the, you know, in the South is so much cheaper than it is in a city like New York. But I just think that what we're seeing is the return. Mm -hmm. It's like the reverse of the great migration. Right. Right. And I wonder how many of those uh, black people are the, the, the descendants or people that uh, came people from were, yes people who originally went north you know during jim crow and um, you know immediately after reconstruction and it just made me think about it like you That's know that would be some fascinating research yeah like i'm, I'm just like what if it, what if it has um come full circle mm -hmm. and they are returning home right right for um, one reason or another yeah because i know like almost everybody i know if they're not if, if everybody i know up north if they're not from like another country Mm -hmm. then they got a grandma from alabama or mississippi yep. or georgia whatever um the kakalakis they yep. got family from the south and so i was just wondering like uh the excitement you know obviously when you grow up in atlanta it's an international city anyway so you're used to lots of different people going but you can't have that many people from a different place moving right without you seeing something changing in the culture and the demographic and so i was wondering you know, the first migration produced the Harlem Renaissance. Right. And, you know, just that Renaissance in art and music and Black culture. And I'm like, will we see it again in our lifetime? You know, and this is different than like so so death versus bad boy versus death row. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like some on a totally different yeah, level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is some old who's the next Zora New Hurston type stuff. And, 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 you know, to, to even expand it, you know, you think about, you know, um, without going into depth, you think about the, the, the birth of, you know, AI, AI coming out and the, the, the things that AI is going to allow these artists and, you know, business people to do these brilliant minds that are migrating back, you know, um, because there's a lot, there's a ton of money you know, being poured into Atlanta, all of the, the entertainment, you know, just everything is being done there now, you know, and, and you think about all of these brilliant minds back and what they're bringing with them and the technology, the new technology, and it might not just be, it might be a renaissance in, in all areas, business, so. science, technology, music, the arts, you know, sports entertainment, I can see it going so many different ways, you know, uh, so it's going to so these next uh, several years are going to be incredibly interesting, mm -hmm. um, you know, especially because the thing about the thing with, you know, just speaking about technology, it, it, it um, as technology develops, it, it accelerates. Yeah. You think about all of these minds getting together, galvanizing and, and building ideas and, on, and an infrastructure in a, in a place that supports it, mm -hmm. you know, um, we we might see some amazing we might see some, probably see some terrifying things yeah. but we might see some really amazing things mm -hmm. come out of uh, come out of there. I'm excited. Um, oh yeah, it's an exciting time. I'm excited. You know, depending on which perspective you look at, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it can go either way, but I think that's the balance of life, right? It can go yeah. amazing or it can go abysmally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're on the precipice of something really, really special. Um, what a time to be alive, right? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And I was just like, oh, so yeah, okay. Here we you go. Know, just as much as we say, I know you lying. You say, for real? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I see. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, you know, for me, um, I'm I'm excited to see how uh that influx of black and brown babies transforms. I mean, you know, APS is always black. You know, CPS yeah. is always black. Um, the cab is always oh, black. Oh yeah. But I'm interested in seeing how areas like Gwinnett and Cobb mm-hmm. and dare I say for sight, if anybody's brave enough to move up there. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I mean, still don't drive through coming. Listen, if I if I go up there, I'm like, let me get in and get out, right? I can't stand when somebody invites me to an event and it's in Forsyth County. I'm like, did you not know that I was black? Like, why would you do that? So I'm just saying. You did it on purpose. You did it on purpose. You did it on purpose. But so I'm excited, you know, just to see, um, you know, that shift, that shift in, in the demographic. And, you know, I think that it's going to be, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited about the, the pluses, right? Know, the benefits of the opportunities, of yeah. the opportunities that it creates. And, you know, um, just, you know, just even, you know, for, for people who the break before, you know, may opportunity may present itself, you know, to, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating time. Um, what develops in the future. So, um, on a lighter note, we had watched this movie. Oh, yeah, that movie. And Which was, you know, really, it was funny, but it was like uncomfortable funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, we watched that new movie called You People. On Netflix. Netflix, yes. And so it was a, it's a Kenya Burris production. So some of y'all hate Kenya Burris off the rip, but whatever. And it was Kenya Burris and what was the other boy named Jonah? Um, Jonah Hill, right? Jonah Hill. Yeah. So they co-produced it, and we don't want to do spoiler alerts. You know, I don't want. I mean, Eddie Murphy was in it. Neil Long was in it. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, the lady from Seinfeld, was in it. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the dad played in. Was it that it? was the the X Files guy? The X Files, because I called him X Files when I saw him. Yeah, the, the X Files right. guy, Scully. Right. No, Mulder, Mulder, Mulder. Yeah. Mulder. Yeah. You sure? Scully was the girl? Oh, yeah. Her name was like Dana Scully or something. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. So, you know, just to say that, you know, Twitter, Black Twitter, <laughs> they were up in arms about how Lauren going to go from Nipsey Hussle to Jonah Hill, right? First of all, but it's a movie. <laughs> that's <laughs> correct. Second of right? all. Second of all, Lauren Hill, daddy. Not Lauren, Lauren, Hill. Lord, have Lauren mercy. London. Lauren London. Lord have mercy, God. I know you lying. <laughs> Lauren it. London. Yeah. Not not the Lauren Hill. Lauren London. The okay. Lauren London. Mm-hmm. Her father is Jewish, right? So she's biracial anyway. Like she, that wasn't a stretch for her. Like Jonah that, Hill is actually her dad in real life, you know? Like 
it really wasn't a stretch. And so I don't think a lot of black people knew that. I didn't know that. I don't know. I didn't know like that. that. I was today years old when I found that. Yeah, out. I just and remember I, her being new new on ATL. But that actually puts a different, I might go watch it again just just because of that, because you know, it might make different, make make certain interactions and scenes make make better sense. Um but that was a, I mean, for what it was, it was it was a pretty, it was a pretty cool. There was movie. some moments. It was some there moments. There were some real cringe moments, though. There ah. were some real cringe moments, but you know, I think I think some things are, you know what? Let me just say this. I think with some things we take them too seriously. Sometimes yeah. we have to just let something be what it is. You know, if it's if it's comedy, but it's not your brand of comedy, then don't watch it. You know what I'm right. saying? But right. like to expect that every single film that has black people to come out is going to appease all black people. Yeah. We're different. We keep saying we're not a monolith, but at the same time, we get mad when something doesn't fit. Like, let them people have their show. And, if and you don't think, like Kenya Barris, then why watch anything with Kenya Barris in it? Like, just don't I, watch it. If you already going to be mad from the rip, just don't right. even watch it. And, and I think Hitter. that's the, and I think that's the, that's the key, right? You know, not everything is for everybody. Right, like you on know, Twitter, and they'll tell you exactly what happened on there because I stay right. on Twitter, <laughs> and I'm I'm more of a lurker these days on Twitter. I don't really do too much posting. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when it first came out, you know, I used to post, I used to teach on it. You know, my students and I would be on there, but like now, I'm just kind of like more of a voyeur. I go on there and see what y'all. I'm like, what y'all mad at today? And yeah, that's what it seems like. It's a it's like, a. Who we mad at today? And I just want to know what we're talking about, who we upset with. And that's basically what I go on there for. I think there are lots of thoughtful conversations that take place on there. But also, I think that once uh, once your boy, the guy who has the building down the street, once he took over, there was an exodus. So I made I may need to go jump on the new spots and see yeah. what they're doing. Like maybe technically Twitter is like my space. Amber, yeah. And everybody on Facebook now? I don't right. know. We'll see, yeah, we have to do this research and hop on, check out the other platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think part of that, too, was to, you know, kind of make it uncomfortable, you know, because, you know, both of those topics, you know, whether you, you know, black topics and, you know, Jewish topics can be really, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can go left real quick, I'll put it like real that. They could, be, they could be inflammatory at real times tense. and they mm-hmm. can... You know, and and I think that was the whole point was to point out, you know, what's to kind of make some of those mm-hmm. really uncomfortable situations, these uncomfortable conversations, these uncomfortable, you know, interactions in general, you know, known, you know, and yep. stop playing around, stop playing like these things don't exist. Cause I think that's the that's the real juke move is pretending like, oh, that's that's not real. But it's yep. like no you know this yeah. stuff is this stuff plays a real role in everyday life and it's time to stop if we if we keep talking this 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 concept of moving forward and you know um growing and, and progressing you know sometimes we got mo- no we I, I won't even say sometimes 99 mm-hmm. percent of the times which is virtually 100 percent of the time you got to address the elephant in the room before you move forward that's it. You know, and if you want, you know, if you want continued continuation of conversation or even in more in-depth conversation where you can find where you relate, you gotta address what's obvious. You gotta address what's what's in mostly what's on and it's the the weird thing is what's obvious is sometimes what's the most uncomfortable. And they did that, right? And I, I think of like two, baby, as you were talking, I was just thinking about like two specific examples that mm-hmm. were in the film all of them related to Jew, to the Jewish community, right? 
and the black community, this tension that exists between the two communities, right? Like the comparison of the oppressions, right? Mm -hmm. So that one scene where he was like- No, 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 no spoilers, no oh. spoilers. Don't do it, don't do it, you don't do it. We'll talk about it after the show, but- I we don't want to say it. I know you did, but we don't want to kill it for the mm. people who who, who you haven't seen it. Say yet. it. Yeah, it's because it's a pretty important part. It's a pretty important part of the film, mm. and I think those who are interested in it should check it out because it really is. It's 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 so true in a way. Like that's one of those like real cringe moments. You just like I'm really oh, proud my... of this though. I'm um, aware. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. You know, but you know, I, we we promise no spoilers, so we we gonna stand on our word. But for those of you who are interested, check it out. It's some real moments in there that'll make you really uncomfortable. But the whole purpose of those uncomfortable moments is to ask yourself, why am I uncomfortable with this? Okay, so let's why? make it a challenge, then. Let's make it a challenge. If you just gonna have to, you know, be a bully, let's make it a challenge. Um, y'all go watch the movie. Those of you who are on Facebook Live. Come back and put in the chat if you figured out what the two moments are that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, it, it, it had me kind of, I was like this big in my chair. I was trying to shrink because I was like, oh, I can't watch, I, but I can't look away. But it like, was, I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, and it the was fact a cold that Jonah moment. Hill, right, who's clearly Jewish, mm -hmm. is the executive producer and the co writer. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like this is a joke that black people say to other black people about that particular situation. It's like, bro, did you really? Oh, wow. So y'all do right. know that. Right. And that is y'all ace in the hole. Okay. Then, you know, and I, okay. I like, I, I like, um, I, I, Eddie Murphy's performance um in in the movie you know i i think all the all of the actors and act, all of the actors in the movie did a really phenomenal job and they and they and they and they and, and the, what i what i liked about it is that they they own like both both i don't want to say size but i guess I, but i guess that's the point of the movie right you know to have those you know both both families sat in i don't the the judgment Mm -hmm. And the preconceived notions, you know, they they didn't try to, they didn't try to pander to anybody, and 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 I think that's what made it uncomfortable because there yeah. there was no pandering, there was mm -hmm. no there was no attempt to make anybody feel comfortable, and and I think that was the, um, I think that was the the, the one of the best parts of the um the movie, and one of the you know one of the best parts of the the underlying story is addressing you know, what I what either is keeps getting overlooked or danced around, you know, and um, you know, just addressing the stuff straightforward. And um, you know, and and it made for a really compelling movie. I know it's a lot of people, like you say, it ain't for everybody, you know, um, because not a lot of people are ready for that. Not a lot of people are ready for that level of discomfort. You know, and if you're not ready for it, it's not for you. But if you if you're you know ready to, you know, to 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 think, you know, to to see things outside of your square. You know, check it out. You know, it, it it actually made me, you know, made me think about some of my questions, you know, um, some of the, the preconceived notions I have in my mind. Um I think it was I think it was good. You have to take it for what it is. I feel like Eddie Murphy's character, uh, his character to me, his character was less of like, like I said, I it wasn't like his character in Mr. Church. No. It was more like his character in the clumps, but or or more like his character on like a Saturday Night Live skit. Right. You know, and so if you were looking for Eddie Murphy, like it, it was almost similar to 
his character in coming to America, Prince Hakeem, like and on a on on I don't know, like to me, if I'm thinking about like a spectrum of Eddie Murphy roles, it was more like he was spoofing right that type of character or that type of person as opposed to trying to embody that type of person. And so if you if that's what you're looking for, but anyway, so go watch it, come back and drop in the chat. Uh if you found it, that's you know. Or just tell us, or, or tell us what you think. Tell us what, what you know, what, what came to mind for you. What, what, what did you, what did it make you ask about in yourself? You know, um, I think Eddie Murphy. Don't let playing in my face and won't let me tell it. I know, but I also think Eddie Murphy channeled a little bit of Charlie in there too. I think he, he was, did. He reminded me he, of Charlie so he, much. I think oh my gosh. Rest in peace. But I think if Charlie was alive, I think that role would have. I think he would have been, been in perfect. that role. I, I would have wanted to see that. him playing Mike Epps' role if Charlie was alive. Like. I think that would have been good because, you know, I, I think I that would have been good. I think uh, I think Mike Epps did a good job, too. He was, he he was he super just funny. He was he super just silly. funny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if y'all haven't seen it or plan on seeing it, check it out. It's a good laugh. Like I said, it's a comedy. Don't take it too serious. But, you know, it might, you know, if it make you uncomfortable, that means you got to ask yourself some questions. I know I, I don't say that. I would just say if it makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> it's just not for you. Don't watch it. That part, too. You know? Yeah, but, but you can't be angry with that lady for being with a Jewish man in the movie and her literal father right. is a Jewish man, right? Mm-hmm. And this, you know, like part of when you go to the film is that you know that's not really her, that's her and Jonah Hill. You know, that's not the, that's not uh, Amira and I forgot what his name was in the movie. That's Lauren London and Jonah Hill. And it's like, you've got to be willing to suspend that. And I think that we have her trapped. And I'm and honestly, maybe that's why she did the movie. Right, because we have her hermetically sealed for the rest of her life as Nipsey Hussle's grieving baby mama. That's right. that can't be who she is for the rest of her life, right? right? And so I'm, I'm, I, you know, even if it's just something as silly as that movie to get us to stop thinking about her in that way, yeah. Um, whatever, she, so be it. And I, and yeah. I also want to say that there was so many moving tributes to Nipsey in that film. Mm. Oh yeah. So she did him justice in oh, that movie. Yeah. But the last thing I want to say is that I struggle seeing Lauren London with Lil Wayne more than I struggle seeing her with Jonah Hill. Like, how can you, she had a baby with Lil Wayne. So like at that point, I mean, I'm confused. Like, how can you not see her with somebody else? Like I, to me, that's the most, I don't know. That had to be witchcraft. I'm pretty sure. Uh, who knows? I'm pretty sure that was some, it was something involved in that, some hypnotism some well the man got it he got a spectacular vernacular so if you could talk it you know don't do that <laughs> don't do that you're so trash sometimes you just lord god i mean yeah yeah that's because you be talking to me like that too there you go that's there how you, you got go. me when you when talk about me <laughs> that's how you got me that's why you had to take your little sip of water spectacular uh-huh. vernacular yep that's that's how you got me now you're telling your trade secrets no nah, it's, it's you know it, it, you might know the name but you don't know you you got it's a it's a skill set you i know. know you be doing hoodoo on me i know it i mean trash i will neither confirm <laughs> nor deny <laughs> that statement and that's all i'm gonna say about that right there all right you know what i'll switch it up <laughs> Can you switch it up for me? Yeah. Yeah. So don't switch it up so, if you're gonna say no. If I ask for something, then you're gonna say no. Don't say that. 
<laughs> well, to kind of switch it up a little bit, you know, a little bit of a, you know, something that is from the other side of the world. You know, we talked about this a little bit, and this is in, uh, this is happening in Sichuan, China. So this oh, isn't. Talk about that, okay. Well, I mean, that's all I had written down. I didn't. I thought you were gonna um, do the little card thing. Oh yeah, we could do that. Then. I want to do, do something a little, you know. All right. All right, let's do that then. All right, we'll we'll you know those of you who want to know about the the Shishwan thing, you know, um, they're you know, go to CNN, you'll know it when you see it. Just give them a little bit. Well, basically, you know, where um there was a two child limit, um in you know across China in um province called Shishwan, um they have released those restrictions on um the release the restriction of a two child limit for married couples and they're also um so you can you know basically because birth rates are abysmally declining so um you know parents don't you know parents aren't married couples aren't limited to just two children they can have as many children as they want i think they still have to go through some type of registration process um but they're also extending um the same rights and privileges that married couples have to single Ain't that parents. something? Yeah. So you go to hell for stuff until the government needs you to do it. Interesting. Right? You go to hell for it until the government needs you to do it. And so I was just thinking about like how much, how many people been ostracized for not being married or for having children out of wedlock or how many babies were put in orphanages or, yeah. you know, whatever, because their parents weren't married or... You know, even how many people aborted babies because they didn't right. want the stigma of having a baby and they weren't married. Maybe they really wanted to keep their baby or whatever. Yeah. And so for me, I was thinking that, is that why this country did that? Because they knew it was coming and they were trying to get out ahead of it. Like they don't want us to have a declining population when countries like China are about to start popping it off. You know, right. you got to have bodies to throw into the machine. You know, in, in, in some countries, you know, the young people aren't even dating. You know, there aren't even, you know, dating or anything like that. So I think I think that's in like um, Tokyo and Japan. Sure don't want to be, but everybody yeah. wants to be in some kind of virtual, like a simulation of reality. Right. And they're more dedicated to spending time building up the virtual reality than they are of actually fixing the real thing. So I don't want to fix this because y'all it's clear it's not going to work. Right. Like y'all stubborn. Y'all don't want to change uh, people stuck in their ways racism colonialism all the ism sexism homophobia all this stuff so like just give me a headset i mean right? on some level one and on some level can you blame if if regular waking life is miserable you can't find anybody to connect with and you can be exactly who you want to be in this virtual space you know That's um what it is. it's it's you know it's i mean when you when you make regular life so difficult you know, for average people to just connect and just be themselves, you know, where everybody has to code switch and be this person to get this place in, you know, to have to one else to become something else. You know, it's like, you know, people just want to be themselves. I'm, t I'm nervous about that, though, in a way, because I'm thinking about we already have to watch out for predators coming into virtual spaces, pretending to be a child, you know, to lure children. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking about in this virtual space, like what's to stop a grown man from showing up in the virtual world as a kid just to do stuff with kids? You know, like how do you how do you control that? Like how do you we gotta figure out what that actually means? Like I'm thinking about again in movie Ready Player One, where people just you didn't know who those people were. They right. had little children in their plan, you know, in the movie, they had the little children in their plan, but they had big grown-up characters, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just worried about 
what happens to childhood what happens to youth um when they're exposed to that stuff but i also am of the belief that childhood and youth are waning yeah in this reality i just feel like we don't we're not holding space for children anymore you know we expose them to any and everything and that's the part that that's that honestly scares me but again i'm not sure that that we can account for that i i don't know i don't know yeah so. it's and and you know it's it's like it's it's almost like with with us and how we talk about how in a lot of ways how we had to grow up quick mm-hmm. you know and i think it's any different you know um where you know they're in again they're in this they're moving into not just a, they're moving into a different world too you know where yeah. they're going to have to grow and, and become you know um sharper in there and that's one of the reasons why you know I, I you know i'm kind you know that i'm into it so i can understand it you know um you know so you know like when you know young folks are venturing into that space i can you know I can, you know, like with, with, with my, you know, with our, you know, with our son, you know, telling him how, Hey man, you know, you got to be careful of this. You got to watch out for this, you know, to kind of, you know, hip him to the pitfalls. Cause he's a, you know, he's an avid gamer and he loves virtual reality and VR. And so I have to, you know, stay on top of him. Like, Hey, you need to watch out for this. And who is this person you're talking to? And, you know, how old is this person? How do you know that person is that old? And, you know, and so, you know, it's a, it's, it's a scary thing, you know, um, so, but anyway, we were supposed to go into a lighter topic and we kind of okay. <laughs> talk it's about, okay. we're oh, fine. Yeah. we're fine. Oh, Everyone's yeah. fine. No we still got, we still got time. This, this, <laughs> hey, this, this, you in it with the Dunlaps, if you didn't know. Yeah. I mean, and shout know, out to my BFF for going to get my cord to charge my, uh, your mouse. Cause listen. Hey, listen. all right. So. We're going into the we're going to the family time together cards. We're gonna switch gears. All right. So the so this card has three questions. I'm going okay. to pick Ooh, three. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the one in the middle, you know, because I like balance. Um, and I think this might be I don't know if this will be an easy one, but it'll it's a good one. So the question is what is the best thing you have ever eaten? Uh, things to make you go hmm yeah because i don't know the best thing i've ever eaten oh because i'm not like really like one of those people who was just like oh that was the best food ever um i would say maybe the best thing i've ever eaten I don't know. I don't even think about stuff like that. That's odd, baby. Okay. Well, I would just say recently, right? Because, of course, the Atlanta girl in me is like, lemon pepper wet. <laughs> I mean. Hot honey lemon pepper wet. <laughs> listen, I mean. Hot lemon pepper sprinkles. Well, we, when we, whenever we go home, that's generally the first thing on the menu, right? <laughs> you put me on like. You have to. You know, I have been away from but Atlanta for over- 15 years and so I, I ain't know nothing about hot lemon pepper with I went home and got put on I was like you tell me I've been missing this yes, man I made a whole bunch of trips back home to get this man <laughs> did nobody tell me about this <laughs> lemon pepper wit but yeah I mean I feel like if it's if you're in Atlanta you know so um no but I will say that recently the best thing that I've done is when I learned how to make the homemade birria let me tell you something 
because it's a sense of accomplishment too. Like I learned how to do that. So if you've never had uh, homemade birria or quesabiria, do yourself a favor. If you got favor? some, if you got a restaurant close by, food truck that do birria, do yourself a favor. Or learn how to make your own. It is a labor of love, though. I will say that I have yeah. so much more respect. Um, like, like I feel like some cuisine, you can tell that they have a culture where the people who make the food don't work outside the house. Right. Because it's like slow simmered and stuff that yep. takes hours. And it's mm-hmm. like a tedious process versus Hamburg Hilton. You know? Right. Like hamburger helper is for people who work 85 jobs and got five mm-hmm. kids. And it's like, I, if I don't feed y'all, they're going to come take y'all. Right. You know? And so I, I, when I, when I do that, like, because I start, I start, I have to marinate the meat, um, starting on Thursday night. I, this is, it's like a labor of love. So I started Thursday night and it's like our Friday and Saturday meal. Mm-hmm. And so I marinate the meat overnight on Thursday and then I cook it and it takes me all day, all day. Yeah on friday because it's like six hours on like really low heat in the oven mm-hmm. um and my and so so yeah i would say i'm pretty proud of myself i've done it twice now so yeah consider yeah. i, I can that's, do it without the recipe now so that's good well for me now other than the food that you made for me oh the best thing i've ever eaten i would have to say was when I had larb for the very first oh, time. Oh, real Thailand larb. Like when I was in Thailand and um, and my, my, my friend Crumpet cooked larb for us. That was the best. I was like, okay, when I get back, I'm going to find somewhere. I'm going to figure out how to make this myself because this is amazing. Okay, so, so that's on deck. I got you. I'm going to learn how to make that. Oh, see, best wife in the world. I, I know a little hoodoo too now. See, I think see, it, might be you. I got mine. it might be you with the hoodoo, you know, <laughs> telling me that I'm doing it. You, you know, you know, you're going to make him beer. Oh, he like beer. Let me go and, you know, let me go on and whip it, whip it real good. Stuff so, you like. So I had a whole house spending like Friday morning that like trying to work from home. And you, man, that makes it so hard. And I put the ramen in there. I get the ramen. I should have went, the- went to the office today. <laughs> I can't no. concentrate. You like it. You like it. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. I do. All right. You want That's another question. another question? One more All question right. to close us out. All Make right. it good. All right. These two are hard. So it's I'm going to pick. I already know. I'm going to pick. I ain't going to pick the one that's real personal, but I'm going to pick this one. I think this one is a good one. It says, if you were to take a tourist to one place in the city where you grew up, where would you take them? It depends on what kind of source. Well, let's say someone. Let's I mean, because we have options. We got Magic City or the King Center. <laughs> well, I guess it, it, it didn't. So one of the things it didn't specify is if this is a international tourist. Or domestic tourist. I don't think that really matters. It just depends on what kind of. I mean, like I said, we well, got Magic City, where they also yeah. serve lemon pepper wit. Oh, we got the King Center. We got uh, the Center for International Human Rights. That's huge. We got the yeah. World Coca Cola. We got 
the aquarium. We have a, a good zoo. We have lots of things in Atlanta. We got the Olympic Park. Yeah. We have the CNN Center. We have lots of. Yeah, it's that's that was a hard one for me too because I'm like, you know, as somebody who hasn't really, you know, who every time I come back now is it's new. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like we got Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah, we got, nothing is ever the same. So yeah, I we have lots of things. I mean, even taking somebody to the airport is is an adventure. That's I, true. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you go to the right gas station at the right time. You get it. You. That's you know, an adventure too. Did I tell you about that time too. when I saw somebody selling drugs with their Bible? No. On Terra Boulevard. And if you if you from Atlanta, you know Terra Boulevard. You I guess all I already know. You already Terra know. Boulevard. They had a Bible. They had the middle part cut out. The pages was cut out, and they had their meth in there, and they were selling them. I'm not lying. Wow. You know, the Bible sold the meth to kept moving. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I've been I've been away from home for so long. I'm I'm a tourist when I go, so I don't know if I can answer that question. Yeah, there's just so many places to take people. Like we got the Beltline, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the the best things about Atlanta that we have so many um, different types of places. Like we have the Botanical Gardens, we yep. have the High Museum of now, Art. That's yeah. where if that's where I would take someone. If if I could take anybody, if I would take someone, that was that was when I I, I took um. Yeah, I, 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 that that's one place I would, I, a tourist. Yeah, I would yeah. take them to the botanical. That place is amazing. I haven't yeah, been in a very so long much. time, but that and place is amazing. That's why I love it, you know. And I, and I just think that like there are so many um, cultural things to see. Like just taking them to Auburn Avenue, you know, explaining mm-hmm. to them this is like the first. This is one of the original Black Wall Streets, mm-hmm. you know. And this just so much history, like the Apex Museum. Oh yeah. There's just so much stuff to to you know just the Herndon home. Oh yeah. Like there's just so much so black much. history. It's it's such a rich legacy and that's why I would say like for me growing up in a space like that um it just made it just you're different when you come from a space like that, you know, right. and you you um you just know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you're proud of who you are. Um and so yeah, like old Turner Field. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you when you said Centennial Park, I thought Centennial Park was a good one. Um so much stuff. It's so many it gets so much new stuff there. Everything, you know, anything I could take somebody to would be new for me. So we'd both be Yeah, the Mercedes Benz Stadium, yep. Phillips. Yeah, Arena. I was just thinking I was just thinking about uh, that. Uh what's they got the new the new Brave Stadium, the um I forgot what it's called. I haven't been to the new one because it's in Cobb County. I'm still mad about them moving it out the black neighborhood, but whatever. Go Braves, I, mean, I guess. I know, right? But All right. yeah. All right. I'm, let, let me ask the third one. I think the third one would be a good one too. You ready? Okay. See if okay. we can do it quick. I'm holding my head already. You might. If you could go back in time five years, what advice would you give yourself? Marry that man, girl. <laughs> yes. Marry I, him. I concur with that. Marry her. Go on and yes. get her, man. Don't waste no time, man. Like Listen. what you waiting on, man. Just go on and get her, man. Just, just go on and get her. Don't that even... would be five years. That's the sweet spot. That's I right know, on right? I know, right? So yeah. yeah. I said, go ahead and make that happen. You know, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna regret it. You know, and gonna, I would also tell myself, I would also tell myself, um, it's all gonna be okay. 
it's all gonna be okay don't be afraid um don't be afraid but I would definitely everything that I would tell myself would be you know about um loving more you know just pouring as much love as I could into my my loved ones because nobody knew COVID was coming Mm -hmm. you know I would love more and I would just tell myself um to when I came to Austin to visit to spend more time getting to know the city, yep. you know, as opposed to just, oh, my flight, I got flewed out, you know, just I'm going back home. But like, seriously, taking more time to learn the city. Because uh, like I said, I, I had no idea that as soon as I got here, COVID was going to come. So I didn't even really have a chance to like, you know, get to know my new city. I don't think I still know a lot about this new city. Um, yeah. And, so, yeah. And, and in the reverse, you know, now that you mentioned that, I would have, I would tell myself to make some, you know, now that you, you know, you, you found this, you found this person, go home more, mm. just go home more, you know? Um, oh, and let some stuff go. Oh yeah. Everything Definitely. ain't your battle, right? Let it go. Just let it go and see what happens. Right. Yep. Like life is sometimes life is about letting it go and being dragged, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would have just said, just let it go. Just have the faith to believe in new beginnings and don't try to overcompensate, you know, don't try to, assume you know somebody else's pain and try to overcompensate for it just let it be see what life see what life does you know and let that and and let that door close Mm -hmm. let that door close don't look back just that's it don't look back that's what i would tell myself just move forward and your conviction you know and stand on your convictions and move forward so that would be what i tell myself go home more spend some more time at home you know um yeah well like i'm glad said, it's gonna that be we all both right. made good decisions five years ago so we can have this moment tonight yep it gets better and better just yes it does it gets better it keeps getting better so just you know we in it together baby so hey we in it we're gonna make it work yes we are and y'all are in it too this has been another episode of In It Together with the Dunlaps. I am your co-host, Deontay. And I'm Shakima. And we are the, the Dunlaps. Dunlaps. Thank y'all for getting in it with us tonight. Yes. Thank you for hanging in there. Those of you all who watch from the beginning to the end, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, like us, share us, promote us, you know, give Please us some do. ideas. Tell us what you like. Um, and consider being a guest on the show. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, if, if you want to, if you want to participate in the conversation, holler at us. We'd love, we'd love to talk. Conversation rules the nation, baby. That's it. Thank y'all for everything. Y'all have a great night. We'll be back again next week. Same black time, same black channel. Yes, six, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Facebook Live. That is. See and where else later. are we? And where else are we broadcasting? Spotify, our Heart Radio, wherever your favorite streaming platform is. We out there. Yes. Get in it with us. Y'all have a good night. Good night, y'all. Peace, everybody.